0: This is the Detroit Sports Podcast Network. It's Reetma.
1: I went to the Medill School of Journalism.
0: And Faust. Yeah, straight men are my special.
1: Oh, yes. Reepma and Faust. Episode 125. I am Jake Reetma. He is Alexander C. Faust. On one hand, it is episode 125, but Alexander C. Faust, it is episode number one with Detroit Sports Podcast Network. Wow, it feels good to be inside these studios.
0: It feels fantastic. I feel legitimized. This is a brand new studio. That's good because I never legitimized anything that you say. So for oh, this you, is perfect. This is how we're going to kick it off. Then for yes. you
1: to have some sort of feeling of credibility, feeling of it's worth, rare. You know, it's not going to come from me. But in all seriousness, so glad to be here. Very inside much so. the studios at the Detroit Sports Podcast Network. You can follow them on Twitter at Detroit Podcast. And this episode, again, episode one hundred twenty-five of the Reitman Fowl Show. Yes. So not our first rodeo, but our first rodeo inside the Detroit Sports Podcast
0: Studios. And like I said, it, it just feels good. It feels right. It does feel right. And it, it's really a relaunch of credibility, gives us a better platform. We're in a really cool new studio. We tweeted about being at a new studio last night. I was going to try to walk in like Jared Leto at the beautiful Met Gala. Now, our Met Gala tickets got lost in the mail again Shoot, this again, year, third goodness. year in a row. On, unfortunate with that. Better but luck next year. I'm happier to be here because I don't know if we could have made it if we were at the Met Gala.
1: True, true, true. We are here and we'll be with you. For the foreseeable future, every Tuesday, and you'll be able to get our show anywhere you can find podcasts. Of course, if you're already a follower of the Reitman Faust show on Twitter, we'll always have those links available for the iTunes, for the Google Play, for me and every other intelligent... All those
0: people that ruin group messages with the green blur,
1: Right, right. And I I make no apologies for it. Samsung... You're that guy. I That's fine. I'm that guy for many different reasons, Good, but uh, none bigger than the fact that I have the best cell phone on the market market that's the samsung galaxy s10 plus but i'm not here to plug that i am not here to plug that we're here to talk some sports we do have a great show lined up for you the kentucky derby we're going to get into all of that faust you came out on the wrong side of it so it's a a prime opportunity to make
0: fun of you which is the best right the best thing a lot of fun we can
1: also make fun of me for my inability to gather or um, have any idea of what was going on during the
0: Kentucky Derby. Which you... seems like 90% of people who think they go to the Derby, it's almost like with the Derby, it's, hey, I'm really into horse racing, but I have no idea what's going on. Right. I, I'm really into horse racing, and I had no idea what was going on. Oh, perfect. So I guess yeah, I am you're in, that guy. I'm okay, in the category perfect. of
1: exactly what you said. But before we do all that, I thought it would be beneficial, just, uh, again, if we welcome in a new audience. Mm-hmm. I was on last week with the the two Bad o- Two Bad Hombres. Hombres, yes, yeah. Yes. And great I, show, by the way. I will say they're both bad hombres. Yes, and, we've but, met them both. Great podcasters. So we're really thankful to both John and Vito for having us as a part of the Detroit Sports Podcast Network. And we're looking forward to build, building something really special here. But let's back up. Who are we? Where did we come from? Mm-hmm. And what makes us worth the damn and even really worth listening to?
0: Well, they're about nothing, to find out. Nothing. Yes, yes. nothing. You're going to quickly realize, and if you haven't already stopped listening, well, here, listen a little on well, to find so out why. R-
1: reminder, we always have two listeners. True. Always.
0: Our mothers. My
1: mom and your mother,
0: Rebecca Faust, Sherry Rietma, can't thank them enough. They've listened to all 125 episodes. Every single episode. And when it was terrible, somehow they find something positive in it. That I, I commend them for. I, I do too.
1: I'll, we'll get text messages. Yeah, sick brag. We have group text messages yeah, not with, a big deal. with our moms. And maybe that's actually an issue that we need to discuss at a later time. <laughs> we'll, we'll take that off air. We'll parking lot that one. Right, right, right. But they'll send something in that I was so funny when you
0: said this and it proves that they really do listen they do listen and that makes me think even if it's wrong that someone else out there not blood related to either of us is laughing that, that's my thought yeah, right. and sometimes we think we're really funny too we we do think each other's funny but who are we you are new to us we are former college teammates at the Northwood University we both have an affinity for broadcasting we started this podcast Jake went to Big J school I'm in corporate America that's the 90 second elevator pitch is there anything else you want to add that was the that was a good elevator pitch Um, in fact I want now I want to take each part of what
1: you said and kind of slice it down oh you
0: really bit. want to get into detail right, right, right okay I
1: mean we've got we've got we're with you you for the next uh we'll say approximately 43 more minutes. I yeah, don't give know. or take. Yeah, somewhere around there. So we can take some time here to really give the listeners a, a full holistic view. So Alex mentioned we were college football teammates. That's I think that's step number one where we take this. Yes. So we both spent some time at Northwood University, yeah, a lot of time. Yeah. As, as a member of the college football program there. Alex, um, and this is the part that both John and Vito almost couldn't believe. Because I hate to give you credit for anything, Thank but you, you are a, a physical specimen. Six? What do you go about six
0: four two I, two I'd two forty four two fifty right now? Oh, oh you six, must five, wait. 250? Are you crossfitting? With oh, that oh I do. Oh, oh, I can't believe. It. Well, now that we can talk sick. about the fact that I crossfit, it's legitimized the crossfitting. Yes, right, I right. do crossfit because you yep.
1: can't crossfit without talking about the
0: fact that, that was. You I, I don't know if I ever told you this. The Onion, great publication. You know, Big J, you know about the Onion. They did a an article. Guy joins CrossFit gym. Doesn't talk about it. <laughs> (laughs)
1: I thought of myself. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. mind blown. Um, But anyways, so you, you, I mean, you look like a college football player. Yeah, I do. Yeah, thank you. A former college football player. Yeah, very very washed up. A little soft around the edges now, but Mm -hmm. that's fine. But Alex was get this, folks. Get this. Alex was a place kicker. Oh yes, very much. And I have, and you know, I hate to, I hate to back you up on anything, but you are one of my closest friends, Mm -hmm.
0: and I, you have helped me see. That kickers are people, too. We we are people, and that's where um, I'm glad you've come to the light. I hope the rest of the school came to the light. I brought shed a little light, and hopefully our listeners, I know John, you'll realize kickers are now people, too. That's why I'm such a fan of the Bears right now. Having eight kickers in the minicamp, <laughs> they get it. They understand the alpha male of the kicker. So, yes, I was a kicker. Um, you you know me. I came out of high school small. You know, I wasn't ready for no. playing a real position, well, and then it's that strength program. Yes, yeah, exactly. You know? that
1: strength program at Northwood University in that beautiful weight room that uh, can't get enough of. But your first stop was not Northwood University. Mm-hmm. You were a kicker at Northern Illinois for yes. one
0: P.J. Fleck, if I do Yes, P.J. Fleck was our wide receivers coach. He was crazy man. Um, it, here, funny story about P.J. Fleck that John, sitting in a studio, grateful to have him here, will find pretty interesting. P.J. Fleck had this thing where he would tell his guys, you got to pick something you hate. And to do it, to get comfortable being uncomfortable. So P.J. Fleck hated jogging, right? The dude would either walk or sprint. There was no in-between speed. I can picture him sprinting down the sidelines at Western Michigan. Like he doesn't, like you've seen. Or Minnesota. The guy signed up for a marathon and ran a marathon. Like, within a week. I mean, he just just signed. That was his thing. He did a marathon in the summer. So the guy was a freak. Great guy. Coach Kill, Great guy. But I was sold by your late father, Pat Ritma, on Northwood University, oh, yeah. Northwood Idea, to be a leader out there in the real world, the real economy, and, in fact, and transferred in. When you transferred
1: in, that is almost when I decommitted. When I heard you're bad idea. to Northwood. Yeah. I was like, this is not the place for me. But uh, no, Alex and I were at Northwood together. I mean, you, you tried to get like four different degrees. Degrees there at Northwood. Yeah, I, I
0: almost won. did. I almost did the full, hit all four bases. Only got three. Right. But you, you
1: ended up getting your masters or something, and um, that was just. I'm forcing myself into this segue here. You see what I'm doing? Yeah, here? yeah, yeah. And, and it,
0: I'm happy about where, it. Where
1: did I get my masters? Ooh. Oh, maybe and maybe a school you've heard of, Northwood. No, North. No. Oh no, Northwestern University, the Medill School of Journalism. Spent the last year there in Chicago. Did a little work for the Big Ten Network, and this is the point of the program where everyone gets annoyed of me and hates me which is fine mm-hmm. and maybe you become you kind of thrust yourself into the limelight as the more likable co-host.
0: Yeah, and then I'll start talking sports and that'll quickly go down. Right, right, right.
1: But point being, we both are well versed in the sports media spectrum and looking forward to being a
0: part of this fantastic Detroit Sports Podcast Network. It it is exciting, and I hope people will pick up on the chemistry you and I have. Uh, We bring a unique view. Or lack thereof. Screw you. I hate you. We hate each other. Probably
1: won't talk to you as soon as we leave the studio.
0: Who is the the most Mike and
1: Mike. Yes. Mike and Mike. They used to not talk to each other. The most notable... Uh, co-hosts or partners, if you will. I always like to um, when people call us partners too. You know, yeah. I, I don't. Well, wanna... <laughs> well, maybe we could
0: walk out hand in hand. If right. you, want I have to. been spending a lot of time in Ferndale too. So. That's just, <laughs> that would that would make a lot of sense. That would make a lot of sense.
1: But we're committed to bringing you the very best that we have to offer, which again, you know, not great, but, but it's, you set it's the bar extremely
0: best, right? low. Yes, right. but you know, one cool thing we're going to bring a player's perspective to a lot of things, coach's son perspective to a lot of things. Both of our fathers coached college football, mine high school as well, and you know the. the The other thing, too, name one pad podcast out there. Well, a little Boston accent there. One podcast out there where both co-hosts have personal fouls. Yeah. Name one podcast
1: out there. You can't, and you might be asking yourself, "How did a kicker get a personal foul?" But we haven't talked. I I was a I was a bench player, guys. I I spent a lot of time. That's not true. You you have multiple interceptions. That is also true. But point being, that was how I would audition for sideline reporting gigs. I did some sideline reporting Mm -hmm. for Northwestern, and when they asked me, "Well, you know, what's your experience?" I said, "Whoa, guys! I spent four years on the sidelines at Northwood (laughs) University. I've watched a lot of games from the sidelines. I know what a sideline reporter does." But uh, yes, so you got a personal foul a kicker. I had a personal foul when my father was the head coach, my brother was the offensive yep. coordinator, and it was, I can I can tell you exactly where it was, because every year, I'm reminded, it was at Pro Football Hall of Fame Stadium in Canton, Ohio, mm-hmm. which they've made much nicer now. We played it, you know, we were we were kind of blue-collar, gritty guys. And they didn't even it. have
0: doors on the bathrooms in our no. locker room when we were there.
1: Well, fortunately, they had the much-needed renovations, but this was pre- renovation, when the turf was all messed up. Yeah. That's why they didn't yeah. play the one game there. How many years ago was that two or three years ago
0: probably. no i think it was maybe yeah maybe three or four but, the, but well, that, it was a colts game because i remember mcafee being out there complaining he was falling on punts and stuff yeah. so it was bad they didn't play it you're right yes but anyways it was on a special team's play against walsh the walsh
1: cavaliers mm-hmm. they had a very elusive punt returner and naturally your boy bottled him up just fine forced him to the sidelines and may have tackled him Five, ten, fifteen yards too late, out of bounds.
0: The the, the, the distance out of bounds is blurry. It's fuzzy. The yeah. good
1: news for me though is it was so late that the film had already shut off. So <laughs> when you tackled it, <laughs> so you know when you're breaking down film and like uh, the next day on Sunday we're breaking down film. Like all right, great. Here's my personal foul. Here it goes. I've already been mind you, I've already been yelled at like four different times for this stupid personal foul. And the film comes up and everybody everybody knows it's coming. Oh yeah. And then the film moves on to the next play because it was so. so you didn't even get.
0: it. <laughs> so we
1: can't go find footage. Of no, it. no. I tweeted out um, uh, not too long ago, which is a great shameless plug. I'm on Twitter at Jake underscore You're the A Faust show. Yes. But more, most importantly, our show Twitter at Rietma show. Yes. But I tweeted out and the video, same kind of thing. Like it's you're getting, you see me getting ready to make this tackle. 10
0: 15 yards out of bounds and then the film shuts off. So, you can you can put two and two together as Well, point. and there's there's a few things with that. One, you need credit. Thank you for your service making the tackle. I mean, that's that also, yeah, athletic you know, play. Right, right. But to to finish up on this long drawn out story,
1: my father uh at the time, he was the head coach um to give you kind of a you know, a visual. He's kind of like the Joe Pop up there in the press box yes. and looking down and the story goes, or legend has it, he screamed out, What idiot just got a personal foul? And my brother, the offensive coordinator, screamed back at
0: the top of his lungs,
1: That idiot is your son! <laughs>
0: <laughs> did he, so, so did he get did you get on the phone and get yelled at or was it after the no, game No, it was after that's okay. the worst
1: part because oh yeah cuz you weren't here this was like Yeah, my, I'd already for, graduated. I think it was this your was last my year. Senior year. Yeah. So we and it was a close game we ended up winning by by a touchdown so in in not dramatic fashion by any means but when you win a close game you know there's that good feeling on yeah. the, after on the on the field afterwards and um I'm around my teammates and I just I see my father the head coach making his walk towards me. And you just and, know. Oh, it's written all over tractor his face. tractor yeah. straight toward you. God bless my father. I love him. I miss him every day. Mm-hmm. But he did not hide things very well. No and, no. and you never really had to guess what he was thinking, especially in the, the coaching light. I mean, when he was in coach mode, he, we called it the death look. So mm-hmm. he had the death look mm-hmm. just glaring me down and uh, walked over to me, and let's just say it was a one-way conversation.
0: One of those Pat Remo one-way conversations. <laughs> those lot, are legendary. Right,
1: I did a lot of head-bobbing.
0: But mm-hmm. uh, that's that's the long, drawn-out story of the personal foul. I think you just tackled a ref, right? Yeah, I tackled the ref. His fault, he was really slow. I was going out for the extra point after we had a pick-six. Your defense got a pick-six, Tiffin University. I went out for the extra point. The slow ref was in my way, and, well, I tackled him to get out of my way. Smart. Apparently you can't touch the ref. Smart, smart. Was that on film? Because you could send that in oh, yes. the defensive coordinator and maybe try and become a backup. Very much so. That was on film. And I remember our special teams coach, uh, Coach Arnold, looking at me and going, This isn't going to get declined. You're kicking off from the 15. That and that's all one way conversation. Yeah, yeah, your yes. fault. You're kicking off from the 15. Right. Well, we
1: are going to, pro- I promise you, we are going to talk more on the and Fowl show besides our glory or lack thereof glory days in college. Let's get right into it. Now we're talking Kentucky Derby. It was May him over the weekend something that's never happened ever in the how many year history One hundred twenty third, yeah, 123
0: 125 125 oh. 125 rima faust 125 destiny it is destiny to talk about this
1: but when i'm watching and if, if you haven't seen it by now you've been living under a rock that used to be one of our favorite segments in case you've been living under a rock we might have to bring that back but for the first time ever ever a horse is disqualified country house becomes the winner
0: 65 to 1 odds dude. yes
1: and you did faust um you know i can't
0: remember that text conversation we had on saturday did you happen to have money on that and let's get right into it so here's your here's your time ladies and gentlemen if you have hated everything i've said here's your time to feel better about yourself and really rub it in because yes i had a hundred dollars on winner maximum security so sick brag i loosely follow horse racing i enjoy horse racing i follow it a little bit some of the other stuff up. Maximum Security went wire to wire down in Florida with a victory. In March was looking good coming in and had a good pull spot at 7. So way I thought, okay, homework. here yeah, here he could Would go you do again. your homework
1: for our show once in a while? No, no you
0: do it for the horse. Because race? I can't bet on this show. Great great point. Yeah, as soon as it's legal in Michigan, we'll just start running bets on it. who swears first, who does whatever first, but that's conversation for another day. So at $100, I got in early at 8 to 1 odds. I see him go to 9 to 2, then 4 to 1. Then, all of a sudden, he's winning. He's oh, going yeah. wire to wire again. You're I'm involved. at a bachelor party. I'm feeling really good. The drinks are flowing. i saying, alcohol's Oh, alcohol's flowing. I'm standing think, on the feel,
1: table. Oh, Jesus. You are such a
0: douchebag. Oh, I'm a huge douchebag. You,
1: you feel like the man. I can picture that because I've been in situations with you where you feel like the man. Absolutely. And I've done the same
0: thing. And that. I stood on the table and stood oh, up much God. like Jesus Christ superstar, hands you're, open you're and you're just, just I, I head up. Here I go. It's a radio show, but now you have to look at me. Did everybody else in said bar start throwing things at you? Uh, A few of our friends did because some people had more money on other horses, did not win. So we leave right after that. I mean, we were on our way out. We leave right there. We're going outside, and I get a text from my lovely wife, and she goes, you might have a DQ. Now, she's a big horse person, used to ride horses. I go, what's going on? She said, jockey error. He moved over a few places. And then it all came crashing down. $900 gone, $100 down the bank. No one wins. Churchill Down wins, 65 to one-odd winners. This was wild. And, you know, the thing about the replay is people have complained about replay, and I think we'll get into that a little bit, but people forget this actually replayed by the stewards of the horses in different races, even down here in Detroit at the old Hazel Park Raceway, this happened a lot. The stewards do that. Horse racing was the first one to have the replay, but the fact that they actually made the decision... As much as it hurts me, Jake, because I lost money, I'm glad they actually had the balls to do it. Really? You know, that's my thing. Okay, we haven't, we didn't even discuss
1: this pre show of what side you're on because I'm I'm on the other side. Oh, I mean, I, I. First fight. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Here it is, our first fight. Uh, I want the catch up fights. No, no, no. Um, Wait, Picket Fans. (laughs) Here it is, though. I. I think, and again, I oh, I don't study horse racing like you. I I love the Kentucky Derby. I love the Preakness, the Belmont. Those are the three horse races I watch. I'm not as, the Triple Crown. I'm not
0: as credible
1: as Alexander C. No, so I'm not credible everything. at all.
0: I but I do loosely pay attention to
1: it. But there's horses that they they don't have lanes. It's not like NASCAR. It's not like in the sense where a crash, you know, you have your caution flags, that sort of thing. It is the fastest two minutes in sport,
0: and it's animals
1: which also I've heard a lot of people say it could have been way worse, which I agree with. If you watch it, I mean, they're, again, great radio here. This close, I'm holding my index finger close to my thumb, very close from being like a 12-horse pileup, and these are animals we're talking it, about.
0: It would have been like a glue factory party out there.
1: And I also have heard several people say, oh, you don't referee the last one minute of Game 7 of the NBA Finals the same way you do the regular season. Like, this is the Super Bowl. This is the Kentucky Derby. This is Game 7.
0: Do you swallow the whistle? I don't think it would have been the worst thing. I I know entertainment-wise it wouldn't have been the worst thing but he, he, it was. if you watch the other angle of them coming around that last turn with a few furloughs left, he really does go about five or six feet outside of his lane. I think if it had just been two or three feet one way with maximum security would have been one thing, but you made the point that we could have had a horse pile up, horses honestly probably dying potentially on the track because of how fast they're going, and it, it, I'm glad they made the right call. You have to do it almost in a vacuum, right? It doesn't matter it's a Kentucky Derby. It doesn't matter it's the Super Bowl make the right call and they did even though it lost me money they really did that is big for you to say because it, it didn't lose you. you a lot of money but here's where i'm going to disagree with
1: you in the process so maybe maybe it was the right call mm-hmm. maybe but it doesn't take 25 minutes and mind you the time the exact uh, someone told me how many minutes it was because it's a little bit blurry for me during okay my oh yeah Derby party. okay yeah but i heard it was more than 25 minutes and for for the, the the committee that's deciding this, how does it take 25 minutes?
0: See, and I agree with you with that, and I think we can get into a broader discussion of replaying the NFL that's taking forever, NBA that's taking forever, but to me, stay woke on this, a little bit of a ratings grab. Is it, though? Does it help the ratings, you think? I think we, you've got
1: people tuning in for the hockey game next. you got
0: people talking about it. Twitter's all over it. People tune in to see what's going to happen. And you're lucky you have a guy as good as Mike Tirico announcing it because he can go on the fly. Dang
1: it, Faust. I was, just oh! about, I was just about to say that. You stole that point
0: from me. You stole it. But, I'm an a-hole.
1: But Tirico, it was basically like, here's microphone, here's 20 minutes to fill
0: and he didn't unbelievable but job. who better does who right, better right, for right, it right. I can't think of anybody better for it and you know the other thing I was going to ask you can you I was talking about this with my brother-in-law when is the last time you remember a dry Kentucky Derby it seems like it rains, right. it rains every, every first Saturday I thought you were
1: referencing the amount of
0: alcohol consumption like a dry campus you can't have a dry Kentucky Derby no no there's, you can so never there's never been one and you and I even though we weren't there took advantage of that non dry Kentucky Derby oh we're sweet yeah we're, we're so we're, cool. Yeah, we're cool do you we're think great. alcohol is cool <laughs> do you (laughs) I think
1: doing alcohol is cool, Alex. I, I did God. at that time. Yes, true, I true. did at that time. All right, but let's let's tie a bow on it with this. Do you think there's more interest around the next two races or less because of the way things played out? Of course, be that being the Belmont Preakness.
0: I'm going less because you know that Country House is not going to win the Preakness. Maximum Security is not racing in the Preakness. The owner came out and said that. The, uh, the appeal from Maximum Security's ownership has already been denied from the Kentucky Racing Commission of the state of Kentucky. There's not a ton of interest. So what is the Preakness going to turn into? A party in the infield with a lot of people thinking doing alcohol is cool. So that that's where we are with it. Doesn't, I'll watch. I'll bet because it's like entertaining.
1: Yeah, I'll say. Speaking of betting, and I know everybody cares about what my bet slip I said, do. but I um, every year I try to pay for my education at Medill with a Superfecta bet. That's first, second, third, and fourth. Yep. Didn't get it. Biggest payout. Yes.
0: Um I did a couple of exactas. Didn't get those right either. I would I, you have if Maximum Security won? Because no, I knew no. a lot of people because he got disqualified who didn't right, get the right. boxes or super No, nope,
1: nope, nope, not at all. And I did you know who my horse was that I thought for sure was gonna
0: win was Roadster. Ah, man, trained by Bob Baffert, Arizona University of Arizona alone.
1: Right. And a good friend of the sh- friend of the show, yeah. David Attenson, who maybe we'll get on one of these times. He and I just For whatever reason, just enjoy Googling pictures of Bob Baffert and scrolling through that. Just some of the best white hair you will ever see. His hair's awesome. And the other
0: thing So that's why I went with Roadster. As well and that's why you should go with Roadster. one thing with the broadcast he didn't win. Well, no, I understand why uh, you went with oh, Roadster. Right, right. Now, one thing about the broadcast NBC did that I really enjoyed was Eddie Olchuk doing bets before each of the races up to it. I thought that was a great Eddie, twist. Oh, big really Chicago smart, guy. big Chicago guy, big hockey guy, but a huge horse racing guy. I thought that added a ton to the broadcast, especially in between each race. So I don't know if you were a fan of that. Big fan, yeah. He's one of the most versatile broadcasters.
1: You oh yeah, very... go from the ice rink to the dirt. He does a great job in radio too in the Chicago area. But let's... Do you, have you? Wait, Hey, Chicago? Yeah. Have you been, have you ever lived Are there? Did you? Been there? Oh, I might not have told uh, you this. Before. I actually I went to Northwest. No, get I have a degree out of the, here! Yeah, yeah, and you know, similar to the way nobody that Crossfits doesn't talk about Crossfit. Yep. If you went to Northwestern you can't not talk about the fact that you went to Northwestern.
0: You're my partner. Actually, it's great. We're
1: going to – I'm going to tell a really quick story. Good. I want it. It's not that funny, but I'm getting bagels Sunday morning after the Kentucky Derby, so naturally you know what those bagels were for. Yep. Um, Needed a lot of carbs. But there's a woman that's serving us bagels with just – Immaculate, beautiful purple Northwestern sweatshirt on. Ooh. In St. Clair Shores, Michigan. What, Odd. Right. Yeah. What, what are the chances? So obviously the, the St. Clair Shores Northwestern pipeline isn't right. as filled no, as no, it used to be. But obviously she has a connection to Northwestern, right? Mm-hmm. So she was pretty busy. So I had I had gotten my bagel. So I had to wait around for this girl to ask her, you know, the classic, Oh, did you go to Northwestern? Oh, yeah. So I'm all excited. And you know how I've I got a big smile on my face. Oh, did you go to Northwestern? Had no idea she was wearing a Northwestern sweatshirt. No. She goes no, why? And I, I kind of froze. I was rattled, naturally. And I, like, I, I kind of looked with the people I was with, like, you're wearing a Northwestern sweatshirt. Right, right. And she looks out, oh, oh, like realizing, okay, I'm wearing a Northwestern sweatshirt. The next line, oh, just a dagger
0: to my heart. I only wear clothes here. I can get super dirty. These are my throwaway clothes. No. <laughs>
1: Isn't that awesome?
0: <laughs> I don't know about you, but that's stolen valor. If if you're from Northwestern, kind of, but wearing it and you didn't go there, no, it's it's fine. But uh, it, she might as well just
1: said, "Oh, I only wear my shitty clothes here, and mm-hmm. that's why I'm wearing said
0: Northwestern sweatshirt." This I could just picture like sitcom sad tuba music in the background when she said that. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, no, that's
1: how I was. I was yeah.
0: deflated. But let's move on. It's the and
1: Faust Show, episode 125 here on the Detroit Sports Podcast Network, episode number one. Follow the show at and Faust on Twitter. That's where everything,
0: It Twitter's kind of our our headquarters, if you will. Of course, yes.
1: We do the Instagram, we do the Facebook, but folks, it's 2019. We have faces for radio, so yes. keeping
0: our faces off Instagram is probably
1: smart. True, but we we, we are, I think we have to take that, um, that that um, you're obligated to take a photo inside these sweet studios because these studios are sick. Yeah, they
0: are sick. Well, and, and remember, it's much
1: better than. Uh, and all due respect to you, can, you never forget where you came from. New. Never forget where you came from. I love my aunt and uncle so much. That's whose basement we started this out of in mm-hmm. Rochester Hills, Michigan. We had some great interviews there.
0: Great interviews, hanging a blanket from the ceiling so <laughs> we can have up, help our
1: sound. <laughs> <laughs> we try anything, but anything. Uh, um. And then when I was in Midland, Chicago, you in Canada, you in Paris, uh, Paris. we done a show from. Paris, right, right. South right. Africa. Yeah, it, it's it been great. It feels good to be in these studios. But point being, follow the show at Ritman Faust on Twitter and, of course, at Detroit Podcast. That's where everything, if you're on the Twitter page, you're going to be able to find the shows. Yes. And of course, you can find the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Podomatic, Google Play, any of them.
0: Radio.com. <laughs> no, we'll get there eventually. No, no but you know, you're know, you right. Um, Start at at Detroit Podcast. That's kind of the hub, the network. You can branch off from there. You'll find our individual Twitters, which are pretty entertaining, too. Tell us how much you hate us. Uh, that's really what we like to hear. Follow feedback. That's my favorite. Exactly. That is
1: my absolute. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know that's all we get at 97 on the ticket. Mm-hmm. Nobody has said a good thing about the the content that's going over the airwaves, which is strange because we have a lot of people listening to bad content. doesn't make any sense. Keep but, tuning in All right. Detroit Tigers. Oh, I boy. love the Tigers. Faust, you are a Tigers fan. But this is, again, if you're listening to the show for the first time, you're going to realize this about us. We're both very rational fans, which yes. you don't get very often. However, however, there are certain franchises that all rationale goes out the window. Yep. And for me, it's the Tigers. For you, it's the Tennessee Titans. Yep. Probably the... You've got some random fan uh, fanhood alliances.
0: I, Ari- yeah, but I'm pretty rational with everything. The Titans, I'm not rational. No, no. no. Arizona.
1: Coyotes, Coyotes, baby. Yeah. Diamondbacks, you're a fan of. New mm-hmm. York Knicks. Um, but that's not important. Yeah. So we're talking Tigers here. Miguel Cabrera. Oh, boy. My all-time favorite player, too. And, and you have some really cool jerseys. Yes, yeah, we have do. a couple of them. You look good in them, too. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate you saying that. But I was there Friday night. Okay. And, yeah, I think he had a three-hit game Friday night. And um, Saturday, of course, they lost big to Kansas City, had the walk-off winner Sunday. And the story is, and it shouldn't, the story shouldn't be, no, he took two out of three from Kansas City. Oh, oh. Kansas
0: City's arguably one of the worst teams in major Right, in right.
1: Baseball. We're nearing that 500 mark. Buy or sell at the deadline. No. Here's the story. Miguel Cabrera's comments. And I don't remember exactly where it was first reported. Uh, I believe in the free press. Yes, freep. The freep. Freep. From I ran press. the Freep marathon freak. in 2016. People Very forget, cool. but Cabrera basically threw his entire team under the bus. And again, if you haven't, heard, if you don't know the comments by now, you've been living under the rock. But fortunately, Faust, you really did your homework. You, you've got it. You've got the comments pulled up. You want to read them?
0: Yeah. So here's what Cabrera said after the game, and and to preface it a little bit he only has one home run as of right now been a little bit of a power outage for Miguel Cabrera but here's a lot of a power a lot of a power especially for really the anchor of the line for the past decade the lineup the, the three hole or the four hole for Cabrera but he said quote you know Prince Fielder you know who's hitting behind me right now that's a big difference too How am I going to hit 40 home runs? In the past, I got Prince Fielder, Victor Martinez, Johnny Peralta. I got a big bat behind me. You see the way guys pitch me? That explains everything in reference to his little power outage going on right now here at Comerica's Park. And. You know,
1: you've, you Cabrera has never really he's in certain certain parts of his game he's really embraced what it means to be an MLB superstar. There's mm-hmm. the videos of him with with the kids. I still remember that time in Cleveland he gave that kid a bat. Um there's and he's you know, he always goofs around with opposing players. Jose Altuve. Right. right yeah, Adrian picking him up. Right, right, right. So that part he's very likable. But this this part of him not so likable. And I'm not really surprised by it either. No. He's always and you know there's the off the off the field stuff with the with the mistress and not wanting to give child support to the two kids. So there's a lot of a lot of baggage, a lot of stuff with Cabrera, but I never felt like it it directly impacted the clubhouse. No, until now. And again, being the the Tigers super fan that I am. Totally aware of the fact that we're in a rebuild, and probably will be for the next couple of years yep. at best. As well,
0: we should be. Right. We're accepting this rebuild.
1: But the amount... Of, and and the money argument, Cabrera's earned that money. That's what the market dictates. You and I are both capital, free market guys. Mm-hmm. So pay him what the man's worth. He's He's earned that money. But for your highest paid player, at the tail end of his career, when the numbers are so bad and so telling, for him to shift not some of the blame all of the blame and not take any sort of accountability any sort of responsibility for his struggles really disappointing and that's coming from a fan who my favorite player is Miguel Cabrera
0: and has been for a while it's disappointing because you have a very young team And it's disappointing because it's the beginning of May, Jake. Right. It's the beginning of May. Say you had a slow start. You're going through a slump. You're looking for that power. And it hasn't happened. You don't need to come out with a young team like this. We understand Nico Goodrum is not Johnny Peralta, Victor Martinez, Prince Fielder. We get that. But you can't throw him under the bus like this.
1: Right. And 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 why not embrace his role? Like he if Cabrera for the next four or five years, okay, yeah, he has is a power outage, everything. He's still going to hit 290. You know, I mean, it's all going to be singles. God, hope with that contract. Yes, right. But point being, understand the fact that you're not the player you once were, but embrace your new rule. Why not be a mentor to all these? How many young players do they have on the team right now that would benefit greatly from arguably one of the greatest hitters? And I've always said this, this has been my line, the best hitter of our generation. Truth. Triple crown, Miggy Cabrera, the best hitter of our generation. Think of how well that could bode for the confidence of a young player. And I mean, you can't Jacoby Jones has no hope. No, he can't hit. No, (laughs) he's here for defense. Right, don't waste it on Jacoby Jones, but you get the point I'm trying to make. Talk to some of the players like Nico Goodrum, like Ronnie Rodriguez. Kristen Stewart. Jamer Candelario. Even Castellanos. And... And be that guy that's going to foster an environment that's that's productive to the rebuild. Not just going to tear down your teammates and blame your individual stats on not having power in front or behind you. I just that that was really disappointing for me.
0: It it, it really is disappointing. Now I do have to give him a he's right to a point. When you have Prince, he, he, right. he is. When no, you have he, Prince Fielder right. behind I'm not you, saying you, he's going to have meatballs right. all day. I'm not saying he's not right. I'm not saying he's not it's right. Not it's not the just, appropriate place to do it, and it's not the right time to do
1: it. Right, and I don't
0: even think there is an appropriate place or time. I don't think it needs to be said. Well, I, and I, I think neither of us, I'm speaking for you here as well, have ever been fans of players coming out in the media and calling their teammates right.
1: out. I don't think we've ever been fans We're of both big, you know, past players, current media guys. We've right. A great perspective from both. Man, the what a great show this is. Reema and Faust. But I also, I want to bring transition now into kind of i think when such drastic comments like this are made there's Mm -hmm. going to be a ripple effect one of the ripple effects i want to touch on Ron Gardenhire's comments afterwards, because here's Sick Brack. I cut up this audio myself. Nice. Right, so the Wait, you were the one that cut those up? So crisp. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take a step back. It was a home game. Jeff Rieger sent it to me, all cut up. All I had to do was put it in the system. I'm still going to give you credit because that guy shot a 75 on nine holes, <laughs> oh, so he man. gets no credit. We're going to get we got to get Rieger on it. Yeah, right? we will. But um, all right, so Ron Gardenhire basically said yes. He acknowledged the fact that the comments were a little bit off the wall, but the comments garden hire made that stood out to me were quote i'm not touching that cabrera is the boss when of course asked about what if he needs to say anything to Cabrera or to Goodrum or to any of the guys that were kind of involved in Cabrera's comments?
0: I I, I don't like him saying he's the boss, but I do like him deflecting it and maybe handling it behind closed clubhouse yeah. doors, behind closed doors, handle it with Cabrera. Say you can't say. I no. hope that's going on. We don't know if it's no, we on. we don't know. It's a guess. I I'm not huge on him kind of. Bending the knee, for lack of a better term, to the star. A little yeah, Game of like Thrones da- type yes, thing. Great. Yeah,
1: Yeah, this is, I don't watch it.
0: Sorry. Oh, loser. I know, I am. You're a huge loser. No, I
1: am. Okay. Shame but, me.
0: But him bending the knee to Cabrera and your star there, especially with a young team, I don't love that move because you are trying to foster this new locker room, this new clubhouse, not locker room, this new clubhouse, this new culture of potentially winning with these young guys, bending the knee to the star, a star that, like you said, has off-field issues. I don't love that move by Guardi. Can we call him Guardi? I hear that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It.
1: That's how we label his cuts in the ah, season. Ah, okay, Guardi. You know, yeah. Heaven forbid, type out, Garden hires. Garden, yeah. It's just Garden. But he's
0: a veteran manager. He's right. been around won numerous Ale Centrals. I'm very surprised they did this, because now, I, from what I remember of the Twins, they never had an issue with a Maurer or any of those guys in Minnesota Like this or a personality like this but i'm still surprised a veteran manager like this would kind of handle it like he has right i'm gonna be typical live in the past guy perfect
1: this would never happen with jim leland where's jimmy smokes (laughs) get off my lawn but seriously it would not happen and i know it's easy to say now but even recall when leland was still uh, relatively new on the scene Mm -hmm. in detroit and they they lost that that game in Cleveland, and he flipped out on them. And it was early; it was probably around this time of year, early May. Yes. yes. And they go on to I think that was 2006. They yes. go on to make the World Series, but of course, you know, I'm being guy that lives in the past right now. But, but.
0: the guy that lives in the past, the interesting part is you look at Jimmy Leland, and it almost was one of those things that people kind of wanted to chase him out, wanted to chase him out, and now we realize we don't realize we didn't realize who what we had. who wanted to chase Jimmy Leland. There were so many people that called him to 97, me. won the ticket, get rid of him, nah, get rid of him. No, Leland no. can Handle this, can't handle this. Then we have Brad Asmus. Oh, dang! You, you stole oh, my I
1: stole it again. You stole my segue again. I oh. brought up the manager thing because I wanted to say mm, there was one other past manager that I'm forgetting about. Who was that? Oh, that's right. He'll be coming to Comerica's Park tonight. The guy that's in town. That's right. The, His return. Yes, yes. Uh, Angels in town for three game set. Mike Trout deserves better. Can we just? Can oh, we say yeah. that? Is that going to be the topic we go with? I wanted to go with. Are you going to? If you were at
0: Comerica Park, do you boo Brad? Osmus. Hell yes. Oh, you boo the heck out of him because I think uh, here's a hot take. Get ready for a hot take. Fire extinguisher ready. Rod Garden hires manager during Brad Osmus's reign. They win a World Series. Hot take. Do you agree? Yes. I, I I think with better managerial, the way to handle a bullpen, I mean, that playoff series in Baltimore was Seth, one of the most pathetic things I've ever seen. I recall that vividly. Of course, uh, <laughs> that was that's a great bit. Anytime you bring
1: up a historical, ba- uh, any sport, you, the guy that just, oh yeah, I remember right where I was. Like, why, why does it matter? Who cares? Yeah, you no were? one cares where you were. Nobody cares about us, but that's fine. True. Um, it's a bold claim to say if Garden Hire was... It's all hypothetical, but that's what this is. That's what this industry is. We yeah. just talk about all kinds of crazy things and have no proof to back it up. But I agree with you. I do think the Tigers win a World Series. And it's still... We talk about it all the time. It's
0: the Tigers' 2012 team has got to be the best team to never win a World Series. Easily the best team. And they were they were so talented over that decade. So... Brad Ausmus, I can't believe he got another job. I can't believe he got another job in Los Angeles with the Angels with Mike Trout, the best player. Uh, do I boo him? You're gonna boo him. I don't even think he deserves my energy of booing him. That that is one thing. Oh, no. I, I don't want to waste my energy I, booing him because that's how much I can't stand. Oh him. man, see, the, in the booing,
1: the booing discussion is always funny because um, I think it always gets bring, brought up. Do you boo your home team? I'm I'm from the stance that. Every single boo should be treated independently as its own scenario. There are some cases that warrant booing your home fans or your home players, your home managers, whatever it may be. Players booing the fans, that'd be electric. I would love that. I'd just probably, turn it around. I would, I would, in mean, some of my favorite moments were when we would get booed, like coming out oh, of the yeah. tunnel at like Grand Valley or Saginaw Valley, people like booing you. Like it made me feel so cool. You, <laughs> you feel great. Like I'm getting booed. Like you're investing your energy to boo me. And like, that's why I won't boo Osmus. that exact thing. Oh, your energy. No, no, no. But see, sometimes it just feels so satisfying to be that idiot in the fans that's just so as loud as they can. I'm not going to do this in the mic because so it will be too loud. Yeah. But you've seen me at games. If I, like, you're the, a good booer. I am. I give it my. I'll, I'll tell you exactly. The last time I gave a good boo was Pistons regular season game. I don't know exactly how many games were left, but remember when they got down big to Memphis? Yes. It was at the game against Memphis. They're losing by 25. Late, late. That was points. in the playoff race. Yeah. And Drummond had a turnover or something. And, oh, you know, I can't stand Drummond. And I just stood up there and
0: <laughs> yes
1: Yes. With everything I had. But there's nothing better than a good deserved boo. The people it was such a good boo. Here's a sick brag. The people around me started laughing. You know, they're probably laughing at me, not with Doesn't me. Doesn't matter. But You're the getting guy, the attention. A couple of guys next to me gave me the um the oh, fist bumps. Well, nox, yeah, give me a yeah, fist knocks right. Yeah. And the person I was with, super embarrassed, but that's fine. It felt great that I was just booing the hell out of Andre Drummond. And that's what I would do to Brad Osmus.
0: Are you going to are you going tonight? Well, Is there I mean, any it's chance? So They're ni- probably going to get rained out.
1: So nice outside. Welcome and, to Detroit in May, ladies right, and gentlemen. Right, depending on when you're listening. Actually, not depending on when you're listening. It's probably going to be horrible weather forever.
0: It's, it really seems like it. It seems like For it. sure, Blue until we do day. our next show. Yeah, we got a week for our next show. But, you know, is back in town, Mike Trout, Tigers. The one thing I will say, let, let's wrap it up a little bit here with the Tigers of Cabrera comments. Did I expect them to be at 500? No. Did I expect the Boston Red Sox to be at 500? No. But I'm seeing some positive things. You know, we have the Casey Mize AA A first one with the Erie Wolves pitches the perfect game it seems there is some momentum with the pitching staff but they still need a farm system of players they yep. need players
1: which brings up is and you know you and I always beg for something something interesting to talk about with the Tigers and I think we're gonna have that especially with Boyd bursting onto the scene yep. um, he was that he was there I was there Friday night when he was pitching. how'd he look Amazing. And you know, you know, I was there with Dr. I. For those of you who don't know, Dr. I and Mary Jo, my grandparents, season ticket holders, 50-plus years. I believe they've been to 56 straight opening days. That day. sounds about right, yep. But at in the heyday, they were going to all 81 home games, and probably between 30 and 50. Forty road series, road games. So they would do the series. They'd go weeks at a time, and you can't blame them now for not doing that. No. But, but tooth I mean, those are some of my greatest memories growing up. Road trips. They've actually, you know what? This is a good, a good time to bring it up. Ron and Mary Joe crossed one of the last ballparks off the list. They were in Philly. They did go to when, gr- good when, good. Um, when the Tigers were playing the Phillies. What's the name of that ballpark? It's a bank, something Bank Stadium. Yeah, something Citizens bank. Bank. Citizens Bank Park. We'll go with Citizens it. Bank Park. Yes. Could yes. be wrong. But now the only stadium he has left, no, two uh, Miller Park in Milwaukee. Which surprises me very that he surprising. Been there. Yes, yes. And San Francisco. So and ATT, which I've two.
0: heard is one of the best parks oh, in the I mean, it's, it's on the ocean.
1: Ball. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I've it, heard San Francisco's nice. I don't know,
0: though. I, I haven't been there in a long time. It so it's been a while. while. Yeah. But let's close it out with this. we got about 10,
1: 10 minutes or so. I want to do a little run around. We've talked Tigers, but. We've got one more big topic to get to in Detroit, and then we'll close it out with a little general NBA playoffs and a little bit um, NHL playoffs as well, because they've been, they've been a lot of fun. I think the NBA has been a lot of fun to watch as well. Oh, I think been, I've been more NHL. Really? It's been especially refreshing to watch a lebron playoff. True. Now, probably in the minority saying that. But before we get into that, the Detroit Red Wings. Oh, boy. I think the only team we have some sort of optimism with in this city, in my opinion, maybe not some sort of optimism, that's not a great way to put it, but the team we should feel the best about. Currently or future? Future, future. They brought in Steve Eisman, but they made the best decision of all earlier this week when Ken Holland officially inks the deal as the new general manager with the Edmonton Oilers. Praise the Lord, he's leaving
0: Detroit. I cannot believe Edmonton. And I say that, and then I remember what Edmonton's done now, currently killing Connor McJesus, a.k.a. Connor McDavid's career. But them giving Ken Holland five years for $25 million for a general manager is insanity. I cannot <laughs> I believe in the salary cap era. That's what he's more than tripling his pay to go there. And that's a team in almost as bad of cap hell as the Detroit Red Wings. What are they thinking? It's great for Detroit, you're right. But what are
1: they things, thinking? I gotta believe when when it became apparent that this was going to to play out, everyone in that front office had to be doing the Oh no, we'll miss you so oh, much. Here's here. the door.
0: Go, guy. Bye bye bye. Go, sign yeah, it. Yeah, Go. Right, like sign that deal before they change their mind. So, well, and there have been some writings and rumors that Stevie Y would have been here earlier yes. if it weren't for Ken Holland and his ego. Right, right. Which is kind of sad, and and this is where okay, so also, preface this: I'm not a Red Wings fan, no. so I can look at this purely objectively. Oh, sweet, yeah, sweet, Sick Greg. How do you feel about Ken Holland and his legacy? It's, that's what that's what I want to know oh, from a you fans know, perspective. I love the legacy. Yeah, talk. baby. I love what is legacy LeBron's needs? legacy?
1: How do you define
0: legacy? No, here's what
1: I think about Ken Holland's legacy. While we're on the topic of legacy talk, if you had the over under for legacy, it's at seven and a half, so we're getting close. Close, but Ken Holland's legacy chalk it up is very similar to joe dumars oh and i think a lot of people have been making that comparison but here's where i think it's different i think ken holland because 90 from 97 until i guess we can say until 2008 was so good that there's enough there that if you want to take the live in the past romanticize about the past feel good about the past there's enough there's enough substance there to do so, and I can't blame you for that because the Red Wings in that era were an iconic franchise to the point where a couple of bad decisions and a couple of y- bad years of, you said, cap hell, whatever it may be, misery, missing the playoffs, driving the franchise into the ground. It, it, there's enough there with with Holland at the beginning where you can kind of pick and choose which side you want to be on.
0: Well, I'll give you this. They had success. Yeah. But it was in the. But non- it wasn't because of Ken Holland. It was. I knew it that's wasn't. what you were going to say. It, it's the he's still he's still the general era. manager. Though. Okay, and I'm
1: not it, backing him, but he's still the general manager. But if you're you signing Brett Hull,
0: you're signing Brett Hall to be your third line defenseman. <laughs> you this cup of water right here. I'm showing you a cup of water could have done what Ken Holland did. Dominic Hashik wanted to trade that's out fine. of Buffalo. He would only go to Detroit. But you can't pick. It,
1: you can't cherry pick. Oh, I'm going to blame this. Guy. I absolutely can't. <laughs> no, I'm all right, Then I'm going to cherry pick. Okay, anyone could have done it, but he still the guy that did it, and there's still banners hanging from... I'm not... Well, I'm not he Dolos gets Arena, credit because Dolos he was Arena. there
0: for it, but to say that he made this difference and was so good is a total load of shit, and the, I hate that people in this town will do that. The
1: general manager is the still the focal point of success and failures, and because there was success, he has to be given the credit where credit is. Okay, so
0: do you give the Yankees general manager credit for all those World Series titles? Apples and oranges comparison. Not apples and oranges. (laughs) No salary cap. Again, Brett Hall is your third line defensive lineman. Dallas Drake comes in. Now, where I will give him credit, he made a few good moves during that. The trade for Robert Lang was a great trade, but still, this idea that Ken Holland is this godsend general manager. No, I'm not saying that. I'm that. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you said it, but generally in this city, then when you have restrictions put on you where it's actually Fair in a salary cap and you drive your franchise straight into the ground with some of the worst <laughs> signings I've seen. And then he goes to Edmonton. I, I just, it's good that Stevie Y's here. And the one thing I'll give Stevie Y credit for is he said in his press conference, and take press conferences for what it is, he said, patience. Yeah. Because he gets how bad it really, really is. <laughs>
1: That's smart, too, to kind of buy him some time. But the last thing yeah, I said about Ken Holland is kind of like that. Everybody has that, that person in your family, whether it's like a, an uncle or a, a cousin or a relative. That's just... That's just made so many bad decisions. Oh, They're doing yes. so terrible. But the second, the second they do one thing, you know, you get your grandma like, "Oh, did you see? See, Jimmy got a job," type of thing. And it's like, yeah, but but he's he's been on house arrest. He he he's got two DUIs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you got to focus on the good here, no matter how blinded
0: you might seem. And there's the Detroit
1: fanboy that's coming out <laughs> in
0: you. It just it's blowing my mind some right, of the I, coverage and stuff here because I realize people with hockey. Hockey is a niche sport now. Here here it's a little bit different Everybody this is hockey town not t- who don't trying get to- me going on the hockey town Who you know to- no, i don't like was that.
1: Get carolina that was trying to say this is hockey town now are they really i thought there was i got
0: their mascot is a pig come on jake you got They have a rally pig this
1: was like this was probably two or three weeks ago i remember maybe it was in m live but a, i think it was carolina was trying to say we are hockey town now
0: I give it to them for trying everything. They did the whole decibel things with their arena. Yeah, they, they, they did the their, jerks thing. Yeah, yeah, the rally pick. I mean, it's a good story cool, and everything. cool uniforms too. Very cool uniforms and actually a pretty good team. Right, right, right. But let's uh what you were about to say something before I interrupted. And if you forgot it, that's fine. Well, I completely forgot, but you said Joe Dumars earlier. Mm-hmm. And I want your answer worse when they left. Joe Dumars or Ken Holland, in your opinion. Now, not how they're handling it, because Joe Dumars, to me, seems still salty. Yeah, and almost, people are salty yeah, he towards won't show up him. to anything, yeah. But him winning a championship in the NBA, the NBA the way it is, that 2004 NBA, is way more impressive to me than any of the Cups Ken Holland had.
1: That might, be, that might be true, but there's more quantity from
0: Ken Holland. Yes. And I
1: think with Joe Dumars, you have that that overwhelming feeling that that team, the going-to-work Pistons, should have won more than just one championship.
0: They should have. But, but that's not on but him. But him putting that, that team together it. was unbelievable. Right. Now, he also did de- I would
1: say it's the same kind of thing with Holland. You've got a lot of good, but you've got a lot of bad. And I think the... The the future of the Detroit Pistons when it was so bleak when Dumars left it was terrible. With the Red Wings, yes, the future on paper, what you said, the cap hell might not look great, but because they brought in Steve Eiserman, there's enough to believe in. So that kind of because there's some optimism around the franchise, you start to kind of slowly forget about the current state of your team. And that's where business. I
0: get so mad at Detroit oh, yeah. as a whole. You're very mad right now. I, I, I am flailing your fingers at me. Detroit fans, just Stevie Y coming back is not like signing a Sidney, Sidney Crosby. Nope. It's not like signing a Stamkos. That's Mind a you, Ken Holland couldn't even get a meeting with Stephen Stamkos' agent when he was a free agent. That's the point, is people think that Steve Eiserman is going to be the savior. It is it, it's something with this city and loyalty. I mean, think of the Jose Valverde thing to get back with the Illiches. Brandon Inge, how long he stayed longer. Something with the city in this nostalgia. You can be loyal loyalty. to a flaw. Loyalty is a great characteristic, but there is such thing as loyalty But to this city has it like I've never seen before and I'm scared that it's going to ruin Stevie Y and or this franchise because it is not... It, I would argue that other than Ottawa, this is the worst situation in the NHL. Ah, that remains to
1: be seen. Remains to be seen. But let's close it out with a little round ball talk. NBA playoffs. I stayed up way too late last night watching Golden State. And I, um, again, not that anybody cares, but I enjoy the betting component of the NBA playoffs, and I want a lot of money picking... um. Portland, drawn, drawn a blank there. Portland, the yes, in the first round. And I was this close to doing a side bet with someone on Golden State versus Houston. Long story short, I thought Golden State, would especially when they went up 2-0, was going to run away with this series. Right. Now Houston's back into it,
0: 2-2. Both teams holds, uh home court strong. What do you see for the rest of the series? Houston looks good. Houston looks good in the sense that they figured out that the Warriors are trying to hide Steph Curry on defense. So Houston's trying. Curry takes. Oh, he's he's unbelievably. How happy? Put your damn mouth guard in your mouth.
1: (laughs) That was to go all the way back to our very first. I I swear it was our first episode was during the NBA Finals, their first run of their first championship when 2016, when Golden State blew the three one lead and. It's almost like that solidified you as
0: the biggest Steph Curry hater. I can't stand him. I jumped out. He's annoying. He's not as good. Yes, cool. He does cool warm-up shots. I was. He cannot defend. Fan.
1: Not, again, not that this matters, but I was a Steph Curry fan before. It was cool to be a Steph Curry fan. You have the college I have, jersey. I have the Steph Curry Davidson jersey, which I might have to wear to our next show just oh. to shut you up. Are we just going to do jersey shows? Oh. Just, oh. That was the, that, I forgot who used to okay. do that. Yes. This is, we this is new thing for the shows. podcast. We'll do okay, it, Next show, we definitely got to do a jersey show. I know show. exactly what I'm going to I wear. don't have as many... I I still have my big collection in Midland. I, um, I'll be back in Midland this weekend. Perfect. I can grab some. As of my will jerseys. I. Perfect. Okay. You're gonna be in Midland. Yeah, Mother's Day. Definitely. Our two listeners. All right. Definitely not hanging out with yep. you. We'll um, see each other. Actually, I'll be on uh, in Beaverton for a little bit as well. Oh, a little lake time. man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the lake's coming that. back. Do you see all the controversy with that? The mm-hmm. dam was
0: closed, but um, this is some good NBA playoff right yes, now. We're definitely. talking about Wicksom. Well, Ray, this and is Beaverton. how interesting the NBA playoffs have been for shut, me. Shut your mouth, I'm a
1: huge Dame Dame Lillard fan. He's amazing.
0: I, I the Portland story has been great, and Nikola Jokic looks like I can't even say his name right. Looks like a loaf of bread to me. That's just really good at basketball, so that's been entertaining. But Rockets Warriors, they're hiding Steph, but Harden's going after Steph. I think it's going to be tough for the Warriors to get that. Warriors, are the Warriors also tired? Yes, I was. You <clears throat> keep stealing my I Do boys. it again.
1: Warriors need more from their bench. I'm living rent free in your brain. <laughs> Shut the front door. Uh, what was I going to say? You have me so rail right now. Bench. No, wa- bench. Warriors need more from the bench. Uh, Reggie Ellis Miller Jr. was on the Dan Patrick Show earlier today, saying, "I just the longer this series goes, the more it favors Houston." Couldn't agree more. Houston tied it up at two, and this series is looking, of course, like a seven game series tied up at two, and the depth of Golden State concerns me. But real quick. Wanna to go to the ice? Let's go to the ice. Go My the favorite ice. spot. Let's go to the ice. It's, it's been great. great. It has been. A lot of fun. Um I actually enjoy watching the San Jose Colorado Avalanche series. I just for whatever reason, um, you know, former Pistons host Lauren Jabara is now with Altitude TV. Yes, she's always got. I always watch her Instagram stories, and I feel like I'm at the game. I know that's very um, creeper, live vicariously through someone, mm-hmm. but you, you have that connection with someone that's actually there covering the game. It just makes it that much more interesting.
0: No, it, it's cool, and I gotta give shout out to a friend of the program and listener Nathan McKinnon of the Apps. We know he's a big listener. His listener. performance this playoffs has been unbelievable he's really led this team a team that just snuck in over the Arizona Coyotes by two points into the playoffs so this could be the Coyotes which would have been great radio for you to hear me oh break down God, Coyote Hockey. The worst. But it's been it's been great. We've got two Game 7s oh, in the West. Wait. One tonight, one tomorrow. And then the Bruins last night beating the BJs, the Blue Jackets, yep. Columbus Blue Jackets. I had a couple of people at the station at 97 on the ticket. Big Columbus Blue Jackets
1: fans, so they'll be sad.
0: Yeah, a very sad. historic franchise. <laughs> they right, just right. got out of the second round right. for the first time. And then Canes are just, we talked about it earlier, they're on a run. Could we see a Carolina Hurricanes team with Rob Brendamore who won a cup there back in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Would be Stanley Cup finals. Is Jeez there anything
1: Pete's. better than Game 7s
0: in the, in the no. NHL? No. Game 7 hockey is hands down the best thing.
1: Let's hope there's no co- controversy like the Game 7 with San Jose and Vegas. Yes. Not too long ago with the, the, penalty. The, the
0: penalty. Yeah. Well, and then we saw last night the McAvoy hit and Anderson on Freddie Anderson with Blue Jackets. Only a two-minute minor. I will say, though, overall hockey reffing, I don't want to get into the NBA reffing because that's been a joke. Hockey reffing has been pretty good. Yeah. It's been pretty clean. Good playoffs so far, but very excited. This Western Conference is wild. The West is wild, wild, wild West. But
1: uh, appreciate everybody tuning into episode one hundred and twenty-five of Reema and Fous, or episode one if you're a Detroit Sports Podcast follower, and you notice who the hell is this new show on the DSP Network? We're here, hopefully for the long. Foreseeable future for the long haul. I know we're really thankful to John and everybody and Vito at the at the Detroit Sports Podcast Network for giving us an opportunity and one show in the book. I guess you, we we kind of popped our Detroit Sports Podcast
0: cherry, popped our cherry. Awesome studio. Thanks to the guys. Follow us on Twitter at the Reitmafal Show. Then you'll find our own Twitter handles too. We love Twitter. Give us some feedback. Let us know. Let's have some discussions. And
1: we're on the Instagram and yeah, the, the, yep. the Facebook as well. too. Yeah, all the all the social media. Is that you millennials love, and we're, we're on them. But I know we always close it out with weekend plans. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Do you have your Mother's Day present yet? No present yet, but my <laughs>
0: presence is the present. Oh, shut
1: up. Just, that's the worst. I feel so bad for poor, poor Rebecca Faust. She doesn't deserve that. But you'll be in Midland, I'll be in Midland, and a great weekend ahead. Looking forward to it, Jake. It's been great. Thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. It's Reema and Faust on the Detroit Sports Podcast Network.